Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Unpredictability. The only Middle Earth campaign that will answer the question, why didn't they just take the Eagles to Mordor? I am Don Marshall. I go by Don Marshall 72 on all social media. Joining me are my internet friends. I will allow them to introduce themselves up first. She is the only person I know to consistently make content about the Aragon book series. She is Tori Fox. Tori, welcome. Hi. Hey, everyone. I'm Tori Fox. Uh, that's my name on social media as well. Uh, I mostly just talk about Aragon and D&D &D and other nerd things, and I am incredibly excited to be here and play. <laughs> Up next, is he Percy Jackson? Is he Peter Parker? Is he both? It's classical Greek laser gun, Zach Smith. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here. Um, I go by classical Greek laser guns on literally everything. I know it's a mouthful. I want to change it, but I can't. Um, it's the brand now. So happy to be here. Big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, let's get into it. Thrilled to have you. Finally, the real life blacksmith that would make any Tolkien dwarf jealous. It is Max Randolph. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me on here. Uh, yeah, Max Randolph Studios here on just uh, every other platform. Uh, I make things out of metal. And I've been a fan of Lord of the Rings my entire life. So I'm really excited to be here. And we are excited to have you. All right. We will, of course, not just have the three of these people joining us. We will be having other guests joining us along the way uh, on other episodes. We are all going to be very excited to meet them when they show up. However, this stream would not be possible without our incredible sponsors, Free League Publishing. Thank you, Free League, so much for sponsoring this stream. Uh, Free League very graciously sent us advanced copies uh, can you hand me that book? Send us advanced copies of The One Ring. Zach, I know yours is currently in the UK. <laughs> we will get that to you as soon as possible. This is their TTRPG, yeah. The One Ring, uh, which is set in Middle Earth. Um, they sent us advanced copies so that we could play in a more fleshed out version of Middle Earth. Um, if you would like to order your own copy of the One Ring, whether it is the bundle or the starter set or the core rule book or the dice or the maps, go to freeleaguepublishing.com to get yours today. Okay, ad read done. Now we get to the more wholesome part. How good is the One Ring TTRPG system? It's really, it's really so fun. Good. I love the, how the combat works. It's kind of, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's very easy. <laughs> yeah. Also it's it's, very it's, yeah, really accessible. Um, I, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, the, the combat system especially is, is I think the most mm -hmm. different, but it's a lot of fun. A lot of that fun. Was, that was the thing I said to all of you from episode one. Like mm -hmm. I didn't want the combat of a, another TTRPG or like the standard one that we all know to bog us down for like an hour. And right. now it's like mm -hmm. very quick combat and I'm, I'm very excited. Um, all right, so we have a couple more thank yous to get through before we get into the game itself. Um, so a very special thank you to uh, our artist. The artwork for all of this is going to be done by Sarah M. Shunky. You can follow them at Sarah M. Shunky on Instagram. Thank you, Sarah. The battle maps are crafted by Little Wit the Cartographer. You can find him on Facebook. Um, we may get to the maps today, depending on how you all play. Mm -hmm. um, we may not. Stay tuned. 
Um, also, a special thank you to our resident musician. This music has been lovingly crafted by Cullen Vance. You can stream all of his music on Spotify, Bandcamp, iTunes, wherever you stream your music. Um, I can't wait for you all to hear it. Some of the music we are going to be using on these streams is from his new music, Rewild, which if you have ever listened to anything remotely Celtic or Nordic or Lord of the Rings or Witcher or D&D, it, it encompasses all of that in a crisp 38 minutes of just mm, it's beautiful um uh, finally a very special thank you uh to my wife nat she goes by nat 20 wife on tiktok as well as on twitter nat has been working behind the scenes to make sure that all of this runs smoothly constantly reminding me of the things that i forget making sure that all of this um doesn't run five and a half hours long because of my <laughs> <laughs> because of my forgetfulness. Um, if you would like to see or uh, hear more about what is going on, you can join us on our after show, which she will be hosting, available only on our Patreon. So make sure you go check that out um, at the link in our bio. And without any further rambling, let's begin. Welcome to Middle-earth. It is the third age in the year 3018. Though many do not realize it, a terrible evil has befallen the land. Whispers of the turn of Dark Lord Sauron creep into every corner. War is brewing. Yet for now, his ring of power is thought lost in the vastness of the world. Our journey begins on October 20th in the year 3018 of the Third Age. The eyes of the Great Eagle in their eerie pierce the veils of clouds throughout all of Middle-earth. Their gaze comes to rest upon two elves traveling northward towards Rivendell. Halueth, Tinel, what are you doing? as you make your way towards Rivendell. I think Tanel is just one being very po like posturous and looking around and trying to seem very competent and is just scanning the land to see if she sees anything that would be of issue. Halloweth. Halloweth is striding quite purposefully, but in a, in a very central line. His eyes are closed as he listens to the trees and the birds around him. He hums a soft elven melody and tries to block out um, the presence of any other potential elves that may be irritating him as he travels along. Halloweth, <laughs> as you hum this tune to yourself, you think back to when you first started this quest you have a moment where you you recall the lady of the wood galadriel as she gave you this mission your mind wanders back as you see yourself in your mind's eye approach the mirror 
as she stands before you. Thank you for agreeing to meet with me. It is my pleasure, my lady. Halloweth, I... I have a great fear. The world is changing. I feel it in the water. I smell it in the air. Yet my sight and the mirror seem blinded by some evil force. I have... You have been through so much, but I have yet another ask of you, if you would. Whatever you're bidding, my lady. All our forces are required. I ask you to travel to Rivendell. Lord Elrond knows much. See what he knows. Perhaps history will not repeat itself. And that memory flashes you back forward as you stare straight ahead, knowing somewhere in the distance, Rivendell is ahead of you. As you hum, yet another flashback continues. Hmm. Halloweth, how long does it take you to pack up your things and set out? Not long. Halloweth travels light. Um, he was good friends with the Dunedain, the rangers of the north. He is used to traveling and traversing the landscape with not much on his back or and fusing the land itself. Um, so maybe 20, 30 minutes to gather his things, um, arm himself appropriately and set off on this mission given to him by the person he probably trusts most in the world. Is there anyone you say goodbye to? Potentially his friend on the watch, Haldir. Um, but there's no lingering sort of, it's brief. Mm. I think Haldir himself knows that it's, this is important to Halueth. So it's a brief sort of embrace, a, a curt nod, a smile, and he's off. Very well. Halueth, it is day one of your journey. As you prepare to camp down for the evening, I'd like you to give me an insight check. Oh boy, that's a hell of a start. <laughs> I don't hit my target number. Hmm. Okay. You continue making camp, confident that you are safe within the realm. You haven't gotten terribly far. You continue on through your journey. It is day two. Make an insight check. Uh, again, do not hit my target number. Your second day, with no problem. You are still safe within the realm, but you will be leaving it eventually. You continue on through your fourth day out of the wooded realm of Lothlorien. Tinel, please give me a stealth check. Boy, <laughs> okay. Ooh. It is 
I'm so sorry. It is the D12 plus. No, that's okay. It is D12 plus the number of D6 you have in that proficiency, however many diamonds are filled out. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. I pass 12. You pass. Mm -hmm. Hallowith, give me a scan check. Again, do not succeed in hitting that target number, almost well. surprisingly. <laughs> Day five. You are out of the realm of Lothlorien as you make your way towards the mountain passes. The roads become somewhat treacherous. Tanel, please make a stealth check with disadvantage. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, roll twice, yeah. Yes, roll twice. Take the lesser of the two from the d12. Boy, that's a really good roll. That's definitely going to be lower. Uh, 15, so I do hit my target number. You do hit your target number. How much do you yes, hit your 11. target number by? Uh, four points. Target number is 11. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, easy. Halloween. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. As you sit down on the fifth day of camp, the fire crackling, there are only a few trees behind you and in front of you. You hear the breaking of a branch behind you. I spring up, my bow is drawn. I am scanning the woods as much as I can. not too far in front of you, about 10 feet, is an elven woman with blonde hair. Tinel, there is an elf that you have been following for five days with a bow in front of you. What do you say? I'm sorry? Who are you? What is your I, purpose? I am Tinel. I am from Lothlorien. You can lower your weapon. It's still very suspicious. Halworth doesn't lower his weapon just yet. Um, He says, who sent you? Myself. From Lothlorien, you just left? Well, to be fair, I was following you. Why? It's your business. I overheard your conversation with the lady. I knew private conversation. I I know, but I knew something was amiss. I knew something was wrong and I I needed to know. And you just left and it seemed very urgent, so I followed you. I have my own weapons, my own items. You need not worry about me. But I was anxious to let you know that. I think he's just very disappointed that he didn't actually catch (laughs) (laughs) Tanel before he's berating himself. Like, how could I be so stupid? Nobody knows you're here. No one. Except my parents, but no one knows. Are they trustworthy? 
Yes, they are. I promise. I'm on in strict business, which I shall not divulge to you just yet. That's fine. You may accompany me to Rivendell. Then I must ask you to leave. We can discuss that when I get to Rivendell. All right. The scene fades and we find our two elves walking ever closer to Rivendell. But further north, we see a caravan of dwarves. Beery, you stand side by side with a great hog as Gloin the dwarf looks curiously at you once again, as he has almost this entire trip. Listen, laddie, you have to remember, we're only going there for information. So as soon as we get what we've came for, we're off. Uh, I, I know you want to stay, but we really can't afford it. You're welcome to join us on the way back, but I, I, I can't press enough upon you. I don't think you'll be welcome, especially with the... And he glances down at, at the, the boar. And he goes, especially with that pig hog thing. Where did you even get that thing? I, I, it, um, it's, it's not... It's, it's, oh, don't question me so much about the, the, the hog. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the old boar, right? I mean, okay. It, it's... Just get me to Rivendell and, and I'll take care of the rest. Um, I just, I, I have to see it. I, I mean, I, I have to see it. You're quite a strange one. You know that, right? Well, you're just, you're just as strange as I am to you. I, you understand what I'm trying to say. We're all, we're all strange in this world. You, you hear a grunt from up above as Gloin's son Gimli gives a small... <laughs> from behind that was clearly meant for you to hear as well as you continue walking because you know at the very least you're getting close to Rivendell there is a moment where the boar stops in its tracks and you continue walking on and you don't notice for a second or two but the boar <laughs> Beery is the second he realizes spins around and just books it back with all his like hammers and all of his tools kind of clinking and clanking. Um, hey, what do you smell? He takes a long time, like a good 15, 20 seconds scanning around in that similar way that only like dogs and horses know that something is going on. This boar is looking around. He feels something. Is it iron? Is it, I mean, it's it silver? Do you smell the silver? All of a sudden, he gives a great cry and darts straight in front of the caravan. Dang Are you it. chasing after him? Yeah, uh, he just he's like, losing a couple of tools, like a pair of calipers fall off. He's like, ah, I'll get it, and just is chasing after him. All right, you run and you run and you run, but. As you know, in normal nature, the dwarves are natural sprinters, but the boars are a little bit faster. We cut from that chase back to the two elves who 
off in the distance, hear what seems to be the squeal of an animal, and then another, and then another squeal, until eventually there are two other voices. You can't make out what they're saying, but after a moment, you see two elves, tall, six, six and a half feet, their bows drawn, pointing at what looks to be a small black dot cornered in between a small piece of rock. What do you do? What is um, that? I have no idea. Stay behind me. You hear another <laughs> from the side as you start walking closer. Oh, God. Oh, my. It's, it's like how it's gestures to back up. Um, trying to get to slightly, slightly high ground up, up on a, up in a mound there, um, to to look down. Um, Halloweth, as you gain this vantage point, from the right side you see a small figure, covered in what can only be described as a couple of fishermen's uh, vests at once, with pockets and hammers and bottles and vials of various bits and bobs falling every which way throughout, yelling, no, stop, stop. You recognize after a few moments, this is a dwarf running towards the pig. Mm -hmm. Beery, you finally managed to catch up to this boar, only to find that the boar is cornered by two elves, their bows drawn aimed directly at this beast. Um, Beery is doing everything he, uh... He like uh, un unsheathes, you know, a forging hammer and, and and drops it off to the side to show like goodwill and gets between mm -hmm. their bows and uh, the orbor. Halloweth points his arrow directly, um, like as if Barry wasn't there at all. He just says, "Your beast squeals so loudly, we could have shot him in the dark." Yes. <laughs> As as you say this, Halloweth, one of the one of the elves with their bows drawn glances back at you. Clearly, was too preoccupied with the boar to go. Ah, oh, what? Would somebody please explain what is going on here? Why is a warg west of the Misty Mountains? I mean, he, 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 he's a boar. I mean, he's he's, he's no warg. Uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a dwarf from Erebor. I'm here. I'm with an adventuring party. Uh, we um, we're, we're here for Rivendell. Are, are we? Are we? Are we nearby? He looks right at you and goes, "We may be. We may not." But we made it. Hey, oh. listen, dwarf. I haven't decided if I'm going to shoot you and the boar yet. All right, listen, Elf, we are here with good tidings. We don't mean you any trouble. What good tidings? I mean, I'm still working on that a little bit, but uh, it, we, we don't mean you any harm. Remove every weapon you have. Oh, Tanel, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I tell that the boar is terrified or... Yes, I don't think okay. there needs to be any sort of animal handling check Perfect, on this. Great. This is a cornered beast who knows it is outnumbered. <laughs> uh, Tanel is actually going to put her hand on the arrow 
one of the arrows that's pointing at it and just push it down and say, it's terrified. Which else? Yeah. Uh, the one that's speaking. Ah, all right. Glances over at you. Looks over at the other elf. Takes the arrow, puts it back in the quiver. Glances over at you, Halloweth, and goes, give it a moment. Glances over at the other elf who also puts his arrow away. Beery. All right, so that's 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 better. Um, kind of just kind of reassesses himself and kind of reaches back to uh, Gorge and gives him kind of like a little scruff on the on the forehead. Gives his tusks a little bit of a shake. You know, it's like it's all right. Huh? You really gave him a fright. Yes. Well, the feeling is mutual. What are you doing here, dwarf? I am a craftsman. I. I'm on my journeyman ship. Um, what are you doing out here? I, I can ask questions too, can't I? We got on a confidential mission. And we business. guard the realm. Quite right. And, and apologies, Elf. Who, who are you? To you, Halloweth. I'm Halloweth of Lothlorien. I am huh. sent on an emissary mission to Rivendell. Things may be more dire than they appear then. And uh, and you, glancing over at you, Tanel. Tanel of Lothlorien. And, and I am accompanying him. Very well. Reluctantly. Ah. Uh, and you can see the guards glance at each other, kind of able to work out what is, what is going on here in, a, in the smallest of senses. Very well. We are within the realm of Rivendell. You are close, Dwarf. You said you were traveling with the caravan. Where are they? Uh, yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're probably this way a bit. I mean, if you permit me to move and not stick me full of arrows, because I would I'd be a lot less um, cordial then. Yes, you would also be a bit more dead. I, I mean, mm, that's a big if. And he turns around and kind of gives gorge another little you know scratches you know and uh kind of like leads him side by side and um okay well uh i could lead you i could lead you yes i'm sure you could keep your beast under control and you may be welcome within the lord elrond's rep and he pauses and at that moment every one of you hears a rumble followed by a shriek followed by several other shrieks as the rumbling grows louder and louder and louder and louder until it is the only thing you can hear. An earthquake of noise surrounds you. And you also it, hear that. The guards yes. do not look at you. They glance at each other and go, Arwen, and immediately run. I mean, you're going the wrong way if you're going towards my caravan. No. Halloweth points an arrow back at Beery, like, what did you bring with you? What force followed you? Uh, I mean, it could be the caravan. I mean, the, the, quite of them are a little bit heavy, but um, I, uh, what are you looking at me for? Who are you? 
lead the way, dwarf, towards the noise. I have no quarrel with you. Yeah, we're uh, going back to the caravan. Following after uh, Beery, the two of you make mm -hmm. your way. But as you can see, you are not running in the direction that the elves ran. The caravan is in the opposite direction, making not nearly enough noise for this to be the noise that was created. Tanel kind of slides to a stop and goes, where are you leading us? I, uh, do I look like I'm a guide? Do I look like I know where the hell I'm doing? He kind of picked up his hammer that he dropped. Do I look like I know where I'm going? Um, I'm new here. And we're going, Ugh, and we're going the wrong way. And she turns and actually goes towards where the elves went. Beery's following. Gloin comes to you, Beery, seeing the two elves behind you going, what in the world did you do? Why are there? I made friends. I made friends. Uh, I haven't got the names yet, but um, we're here. We made it. Yes, I know we've made it. I've been here once before, and I'm going to lead us to Rivendell, which I assume you have no idea how to get to. I know we're close. <sighs> he just sighs and says, fine, come on, and you keep that peg on a leash. Come on, come on. Are you leashing him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very well. Gloin continues to make his way as the elves also make their way towards Rivendell. As you approach this gorge, you see a path that slopes downhill. In front of you, hidden in this valley on either side of steep cliffs, sits the elven city of Rivendell, the last homely house east of the sea. From legend, Beery, you know that this is what is known as a perfect house. Whether you prefer drinking, storytelling, merrymaking, or craftsmanship. Tanel Halloweth, you approach with a bit more of a somber expression, realizing that this may not be the journey you expected to be on. Nevertheless, the house of Elrond lies in front of you, the waterfall off into the distance, the many homes filled with the books and the libraries and the blacksmiths and the anvils and the cottages. Whatever your heart's desire may be here. As this site opens before us, um, give like the nearest person I'm kind of hoping it's Halliweth, just kind of give, give him his like thigh and elbow, just like, look at that. Yes, it is wondrous. Please don't touch me. <laughs> right, right, we'll, we'll work on that. Um, let's go, what are we waiting for? And just, just charging down. <sighs> Tadell. I was gonna say, uh, okay. Well, he's interesting. To say the least, after you. And she like straightens her shoulders and just strides right on in. <laughs> Striding and sprinting and sulking ahead with the caravan just far behind you, you make your way towards the city of Rivendell, where you are greeted by several other guards. Beery, you sprinting ahead, the guards are already on edge. Uh, halt! Who goes there? 
Uh, I am Beery, son of Roki, and uh, this is Goge. Is he a hog? This is an, uh, with this is a old bull and with an illustrious pedigree. Is he for eating? How dare you? No, he is for packing. He is for he sniffs out all. He's a he's a great companion. I shall alert the rest of the guards to let him know this uh, boar is your companion. Yes, and he loves carrots, so make sure there's plenty of carrots upon our arrival. One of the other guards slightly behind the first one goes, that thing better keep out of our gardens. We have gardens, but do you hear that gardens? No, 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 no. Very well. He uh, looks behind you, Beery, which is not terribly hard considering you're not that tall, and just uh, sees Hallowith and Tanel approaching, goes, ah, finally, some common sense. Uh, greetings, elven folk. State your purpose. Hallowith of Lurian, sent by the Lady Galadriel. Ah. Oh. And you? Tanel of Lothlorien, uh, and I am accompanying him. Very Not well. for much longer. She will be leaving shortly. Ah, well. He, he kind of glares at that uh, to know. It, she says under her breath, I will decide that. Very well. The guards seeing all of this with the caravan behind say, just wait a moment. We'll, we'll let Elrond know that you are here. The guard waits a few minutes while the other one goes to grab uh, word of Elrond. Uh, the guard shuffles forward after a minute or two. Elrond is not with them. Um, the guard goes, uh, terrible apologies. There has been um, new developments. Uh, none of your concern at the moment. You are free to interact within the last homely house. However, and looks down at you, Beery, we do ask that the boar stay with you on the leash at all times. I mean, okay, fine. Ah, you hear that? Okay, good. <laughs> you said this to the dwarf? <laughs> no, I said that oh, to I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You, yeah. you, you, you say this to the hog? Yeah. The boar? Mm -hmm. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> Once I find it. Oh. Oh boy. Uh -uh. <laughs> you did not hit your target number. No, no. Gorge looks at you <laughs> in a way that like, again, dogs and horses can kind of look at humans and understand like, he's trying to convince me of something and goes and looks straight ahead. You are ushered into the house of Elrond in Rivendell. You notice though, all three of you, that there are elves moving back and forth. Uh, various uh, things seem to be held by these elves, whether it is uh, bandages or cloth or feed for the horses. Something has happened. There's a, an old man in gray robes that passes by you, coming through, please, trying to help here, and just completely passes you by, giving you no notice. 
you are all within Rivendell. Uh, what would you all like to do? Uh, Halloweth, we'll start with you. Um, Halloweth hasn't really, in all of his time, explored much of um, the more northern Elven kingdom since, well, for many, many years. So he's going to go around the, the houses. He's going to go into the um, hall where the shards of Nasir are observed, the paintings there uh, of the, the, um, the history of the second and third age. Um, he's gonna wander through the gardens and um, if he happens to come across any elves, he bids them a good morning. Um, it's a nice sunny day, so he's going to bask in the, in the sunlight. Um, he's often in, sort of shaded by the trees of, of Lorien, so to have such openness is quite new for him. And he takes a moment, he sits on the bench uh, beside um, one of, in, in the house of Elrond. Um, does he spy anyone nearby in the courtyard, sort of around him, maybe any old, older or more unusual folk that he hasn't seen before? Before I answer that question, Tinel. Do you follow him throughout all of this, or would you like to start your own journey? I do actually peel off, and she's going to sort of situate herself where she sees the most activity of people walking back and forth, and is just going to try to listen in to figure out what's going on and why they're sort of all rushing around with such, uh, you know, like urgency. Okay. Are you trying to figure out something specifically, or is this just a general check? It, it is a little bit more general, I think. Uh, just her trying to just pick up pieces of a conversation and sort of connect the dots. Got it. Give me an awareness check, but tell me if you hit your target number, and if you do not, how much you fail by. Okay. I hit it exactly. <laughs> you hit your target number. Perfect. Yes. 14, 14. All right. Um, in the moments immediately and after entering Rivendell, you see much happening. There are elves moving backwards and forwards. You peel off from Halloweth, trying to find out really what is going on. In, in being here, a place so different than Lothlorien, even within elven culture. You don't pick up on anything specific, but you hear from various people walking back and forth. Yes, the Hobbit, he is here. Yes, it is here too. The Ford of Bruinen, they flooded it. I did not see it myself. Whisperings here and there, various people talking, but nobody is, is really sitting down. No one is really taking the time to sit down and have that council meeting. Everything is still very much a, uh, a, a jumble. As you continue to listen, uh, Beery, what are you doing? Um, as everyone just kind of like splits off behind him, um, he's just going to be in like marveling the architecture right now. And he's just, wow, we actually, we actually might make, and everyone's gone. And um, <laughs> so I was like, well, looks to his, uh, the, the boar and just, well, let's, uh, let's go have an adventure. And um, he is going to specifically look for trades. Um, he is on a, um, his, you know, craft journey. 
So he's looking for any trade, especially forges. But uh, if he finds a potter, anything, that would be great too. All right. We're going to cut back to Hallowith for a moment. Hallowith, you sit at the house of Elrond on this bench, contemplative. As you sit, you see one of the elves pass by and look at you and he gives you a double take and goes, I've not recognized you here before. Who are you? He stands, gives the traditional greeting. says, I am Halweth of Lorien. And you? Glorfindel of Rivendell, previously. And he kind of takes a moment. Well, I have been part of many kingdoms before. Strange that a Lothlorien elf would be here at such timing, it seems almost as if fate has drawn us together. What is your purpose here? I am on a mission sent by the Lady of the Wood, the nature of which I am yet to fully understand. I just, I just know it's, it is of great importance. I thought I recognized your face, and I do. I've seen you many moons ago. There's a very brief moment where Glorfindel seems taken aback. You can kind of tell there was a moment he recognized you too when he did the double take, hmm. but had kept it to himself. <laughs> yes, I thought I recognized you too. You, you were there? In Gondolin? I was. I escaped through the passage of Idril. The Balrog I fought that day has haunted me ever since. And though I journey through the halls of Mandos to return, I sometimes wish I had not but, but you lived, you lived, you were, goodness, you, you, you were young, were you not? Yes, I was young. I am surprised to see you here. <laughs> I saw you fall. The, the others, they, surely at least some survived. Perhaps a few from Gondolin, but I have not seen them for ages. Your family, surely, at the very least. He kind of catches himself, clearly knowing that he yeah. has pushed too far. I'm sorry, I... Be still I... your words. I must be alone. I understand. Wanders into a separate garden. Hallowith, what are you feeling right now? Uh, suddenly shock. He remembers Glorfindel's fall with the Balrog. Um, he's, he saw that happen. He, he felt like he'd been talking to a ghost. But relief in a way as well. He did, because 
this is the first time that he's seen somebody else from that terrible, terrible day, um, or spoken with with them in, well, since probably the Battle of Fornosta. So it's been a while. Mm. Um, so he feels a sort of sense of familiarity, but also everything has just come rushing back. That the terrible loss that he felt that day, it's never fully healed, even after all these years. So he's very much, he needs some time to, again, just grieve for himself once more to make, retain that sense of progress to move on once more. Um, so he just needs some alone time right now. Very well. We come back to Beery, keeping his eyes out for anything that might catch his eye. Beery, I will say after wandering about an hour or so, you manage to stumble, leash in hand, to the forge within Rivendell. There is an elf standing there. He oh, uh, glances over at you and goes, oh, well, you are no elf. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I'm Beery. Uh, this is my pig. And uh, uh, gre greetings. Um, is, this, is this your forge? Yes, I am Eirin, forge master of Rivendell and have been for many years. And he kind of glances over at you and says, I take it you, looks at the hammer, looks at the vials, everything you've got on you. I take it you are a uh, smith yourself. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, just, but uh, constantly learning, you know, and he just kind of like tries to like peek on either side of the elf, just like, so, um, like, how do you heat treat around here? Like, I mean, is, is that your forge? And just starts like walking towards it. <laughs> he, he puts a hand out, but he, you just brush right past <laughs> just, it. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, this, this is my forge. I, I would ask you maybe not to touch anything. This is all very ancient things. Please put that down, please, please. I, and just like, as he kind of takes it, grabs something else and just like, oh, I mean, <laughs> just trying to like be just insatiably curious of, of uh, the tongs they use, the hammers, weights, just all of that. Just, you know, and as, as he keeps pulling stuff out of his hand, just grab something else and <laughs> fascinating. Child, very well. <laughs> I assume you would like to learn the ways of Elvin Smithcraft. I mean, it can hurt. Yeah, sure. I cannot teach you. You are a dwarf. Please see your way out. I'm very sorry. It is a trade secret. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can I like stand, like takes a couple steps back. Can I like stand over here and watch you work a little bit? I'm a quick learner. And I'm not a good teacher. And nor I'm are you welcome. Clearly. Farewell. very reluctantly just kind of like waltzes off. Is there anything in the immediate vicinity that he can like snatch? Uh, make a... Uh, just wanna... kind of looking. Make, make an awareness check for me. Okay. <laughs> ah. <gasps> See, uh... <laughs> That's a, that's a resounding success. That, okay, so rule, book, rule break time. 
that is the highest that Max could have rolled. We call it rolling a Gandalf because the Gandalf G rune is nice. on that part of the dice. So, uh, Beery, I'm going to let you call this one. Are you looking for anything specific or are you just, just looking, looking to grab something? looking for like a piece of ore or um, like, you know, like an ingot. If there's an ingot. Mm. As you turn to leave, there is a vial hidden in the brush that catches your eye. It's small, probably about the size of the elf's hand, not yours, with a cork stopper in it and a white liquid in it. You don't know what it is, but you pick it up. Elf doesn't seem to notice. Throw it in your pocket and move on. <laughs> Very well. Tinel, I will give you this moment as we have approached our first hour of Rivendell. We are going to speed things up a little bit. Would you like to do anything in this initial uh, introduction to Rivendell? Yes. So um, after she sort of gets what information she can from those just sort of rushing by, um, she is going to try to find Halueth just to tell him sort of what's going on. Very well. Uh, you know what? Give me a give me an explore role. Right. Oh boy. Come on, baby. No. <laughs> no. How how much do, how much do you not hit your target number by? By six. You miss it by Ooh. six. Okay, I will say Halloweth. The way you're feeling right now, you find the darkest recesses of the uh, of the the House of Elrond in Rivendell. Tanel, I'm gonna say it takes you a good three to four hours to find Halloweth. In doing so, you gain a pretty good understanding of where yep. everything is in Rivendell. You've got a great layout, but uh, it it takes a while for you to find him, and when you find him. He is not doing well. I, are you all right? Please, I wish to be alone. I, I'm sorry, I was just... I know what's going on, at least. Hello, Kante takes a deep breath. They flooded the fold. That's what that noise was. And he kind of smiles and goes, Elrond. The house. Come, sit. Tell me what you know. She goes and sits down next to me and goes, well, that, and that there's a hobbit here. And he brought it with him, whatever mm. that might be but obviously very important because some people seemed shocked by it. You'll have to forgive me. That's really all I could hear. They were bustling by quite quickly. It's okay. Um, this does not bode well. Um, I have felt a darkness in the back of my mind for many, many a year now. I fear that I it is it. coming to a head. I knew it. I kept hearing whispers. That's 
that's why I followed you. I knew something was wrong and no one was going to tell me. I suspect Elrond will wish to consult with the peoples of the free world. There will be a council, I gather. We must be uh, present for it. Yes, absolutely. Report back to the lady. Mm -hmm. She will know what to do. Yes, of course. He kind of just looks at her reassuring, like, we'll be home soon. Yes. And she actually stands up and takes a step back and goes, would you like to be left alone or would you like my company still? No, I shall find you in a while. Thank you. I'll see what else I can hear. And she just runs off. And Halibeth sits and just meditates on that for a while. All right. We're going to jump ahead a little bit to keep within the lore of all of this. <clears throat> Over the next day and a half, you have been greeted by the guards. You have explored Rivendell. Uh, just from a just from a role-playing perspective, Beery, do you go back every day to bother this elf to try and teach you? Without question. Um, and also finding others to, to pester, other people of trade, silversmiths, perhaps making whatever the heck, you know, just really trying to like absorb. He's definitely that, that guy on vacation with the big camera and just like <laughs> stoking it all in. Um, really like diving into the food and perhaps wine, like really just, just breathing it all in. He's really excited to be here. Very well. As that third day of your stay approaches, a council is called. And you, not being seated members and outsiders, are not invited. Yet, nevertheless, you overhear things but a decision is made. A decision to take what you hear to be the one ring, the Dark Lord Sauron's ring back to the fires of Mount Doom. But the fastest way to get there is not on foot. The fastest way to get there is through the air. As you listen, you hear Boromir, son of Denethor, exclaim, give Gondor the ring in a speech long drawn out and says, this wizard must have birds and beasts at his beck and call. Have there not been legends of the eagles? Why not take those? And after many hours of debate, a decision is made. They will take the eagles. It's unclear to the three of you just how far these eagles will take them, whether to the fires of Mount Doom or to Rohan or to Lothlorien. Things are still yet to be decided. Nevertheless, over the next day or so, as everyone prepares, the three of you, as well as Gloin, Gimli, and the other dwarves from the caravan find yourselves seated at the same table for dinner. 
You see Gloin looking over nervously at his son as his son Gimli, who Beery you would know is rough and tumble, ready for anything. But this is very much a father's worry as Gloin also glances at the two elves that have joined you for some reason. This is uh, highly unusual, but uh, thank you, Beery, for being here. And uh, you elves, please join us. He, uh, Halloweth, just bows his head, almost reluctantly though, because dwarves are not his favorite, um, and sits politely down, hands folded on his lap. Gloin takes a mug of ale and hands it right to you, and he goes, I brought this from the Lonely Mountain. I know you elves are uh, quite fond of your own wines, but I give it a shot. Hmm. He takes uh, another, what was clearly a casket, he takes another mug to the casket that is like right next to him, hands one to you, Beery, hands one to you, Tanel, and goes, cheers, raises the glass, starts drinking. He's downing it all in one. Beery, what are you doing? Oh, that thing's getting smoked. <laughs> uh, Tanel? She puts it to her lips and then whispers to Halloween, I think it would be and then starts drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Aloeth just smells it and goes, I don't care. <laughs> like, has a single sip and then just puts it down with a grimace. Oh, it's not your type of alcohol. That's all right. I'm not offended. Grabs it again, mm. downs the <laughs> second one, throws it down and goes, ah! 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 And there's a moment where you sort of see the facade of this brash, happy-go-lucky kind of dwarf fade to this father worried about his son and goes, right then, slaps the table, gets up, leaving the three of you. Uh, I mean, uh, it looked, and it just kind of like, you has to like kind of hit a, burp out from the kind of slam in his ale. Um, I mean, he seemed really uh, grim to you. Um, he's usually not, he's usually pretty merry. Something, something's up. Well, the council that we all heard is quite some jarring information. We've been sitting heavily on all of us. You know the darkness spreads over us all. I, th I thought the elves were supposed to be like really happy and prancing about, right? I mean, like ever since I've gotten here, like you, you just go gloom. Yeah, <laughs> just colder than the the heart of the mountain over here. Did we not hear the same conversation? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean that is pretty sad. But look on the bright side. I mean, like they have a plan. This, you know, they're, they're gonna do great. Of course, yes, but still, quite jarring information. I used to live gaily and sing my songs and dance and celebrate and, for want of a better word, party. 
until I lost almost everyone I ever cared about. Um, Barry kind of clutches his, his mug a little bit in his hands and is like, hey, um, uh, didn't mean to, to upset you. I, I apologize. Um, hey, not. I am familiar with the brashness and forward nature of dwarves. I mean, it, no things get done pretty quickly. I mean, we don't have thousands of years to uh, kind of take care of business. To brood for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. And also, um, tin, was it? Tin out, yes. Tin. Um, hey, thanks for the, <laughs> the, the arrow, you know, when, when you, that back there, th th thank you. Um, oh. I, I feel like um, my chain shirt, you know, I, I, I could mend it, but I could do without a couple holes in it, you know? Yes, of course. I honestly was a bit more scared for your pet, who seemed rather I mean, we're, we're, we're more by the friends. Mutually oh. beneficial friends. Um, speaking oh. of friends, so you've had a bit of the arable brew. Um, let's have some of this. Fancy wine that uh, the elves are always going on about. Uh, this is this is an area which Halworth is going. Oh, and he keeps his gestures for one of the, the waiters. Says, "I would like a second age Mirkwood Red, please." The elf looks at you, glances over at the dwarf, and goes, "Are you sure?" <laughs> a smile creeps into Halworth's corner. Very well. Oh, oh, yes. He goes out for a moment. Another minute or two. Comes back. Three of the fanciest wine glasses you have ever seen. Inlaid with the, uh, with the runes and all of this elvish script, and it is just, Beery, it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Uh, Halloweth, it looks like a normal drinking cup to you. Mm -hmm. um, Tanel, you're, you're probably thinking it's pretty fancy, but he hands this uh, drink over to Beery and goes, you be careful now. Yeah, 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 okay. Do you look at the fine detail work and all of this silver? Gorgeous. Um, not like he like spills a little bit of the, the, the wine, like as he kind of like rotates it in his hands, very fascinated by the cup. Careful with that, please. Yeah, um, gives it a sniff. What's it, what's the, what's the nose like? This thing smells like the most heavenly fruit you have ever tasted in your life. It's dark, it's rich, it smells, it reminds you of the feeling you get when you are in the forge in the mountains. It's hearty, it makes you feel at home. And do you take a sip? Of course he does. He buries his face in it. You know, and then he comes back with like a little bit on, in, in his beard and then, uh, yeah, takes a, takes a swig. The moment it touches your lips, you begin to feel a tingling sensation throughout your entire body. I need you to roll me an awareness check. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> um, that is not my target number. <laughs> you kind of realize that this, uh, 
this elf stuff is a little stronger than you're used to. Uh, Tanel, uh, mm -hmm. Hallowith, you guys drink this, no problem. This is this is a very good elf wine, but you are not affected by it. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Okay, all right, everyone, um, just hold, hold still for a second. Like, uh, you make me a little dizzy. Uh, they are sitting still, but they're moving to you. Whoa. Ten, both of you. Um, Hmm. Are you all right, sir? I'm. I'm great. Hey, do you, do you want? Uh, do you want to? Do you want to play a game? Real fun uh, game. I'm all intrigued. Right. Yeah. Well, me, me too. Um. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, yes. Um. The game. Hmm. Is there like silverware <laughs> on our table? Yeah, I'd say there's silverware next to you. Okay. And uh, there's like party goers and, and people around. There are the the dwarf. As soon as glowing got out, uh, the other dwarves kind of glanced around and started filing out. So at this point, there's other people at other you know tables with the fireplace going. It is very much like that, not a a very fancy cafeteria, but also like just a place to sit and chat. He glances around like the onlo any onlookers. Okay, here's the game. Silver has this really mystical property of being able to change its shape really easily. You can melt it down and do all sorts of stuff. The game is, and you always have a little bit of a leg up because you have really kind of nimbly bimbly fingers. Now, the game is how much silverware can you take without getting caught? <laughs> and you give it to me. Oh, is this just... And I can make great things out of it. Uh, it's, it's not stealing, it's just repurposing things that are already here. Beery, make another awareness check for me. <laughs> this is a timed event. Mm. Oh, so close. Not, but not quite. Mm. Do you miss your target number? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Very but well. One. You watch as the two start shaking and swaying, and then suddenly, there are two Tinnels. I didn't realize you had more friends. <laughs> All right, so for you newcomers, we're playing a game, and we're trying to take silverware from Lodaron. Could you imagine how much silverware Lodaron has? He ain't gonna miss a, a single bit of it. But, like, you elves, you, you probably, like, yeah, you actually have a bow. I mean, I could, like, make you silver arrowheads and things quick as a, like howleth is this is a new plaything for him this is <laughs> wonderful what an opportunity to to just see what this little young creature can do um so he smiles okay let's see let's see how well we can do do you have a bag I've got, I've got plenty of them. He like stands up and just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of moons everybody. He's just kind of going through his pack and then like slaps down like a, a, a hearty like leather and burlap kind of sack that like has a drawstring. He yeah. just looks at it and goes, hmm, subtle. Okay. Aloeth, Beery. Yeah. As you two are discussing, there is another person that comes up just out of the corner of your eye and Small, smaller than you, Beery. Older, white hair, with a cane. Hello. 
I haven't had the chance to meet you all yet. Bilbo Baggins of the Shire, my boy. Frodo was the, the one to take the ring. I, well, I, I love meeting new people. How are all of you? We got quite a party of six of you now. Um, what? Anyway, uh, it's it's a it's a great pleasure to 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 meet uh, Hobbit. I've never met a Hobbit before. I've met plenty of you dwarves. I've had quite a few adventures with you, and he kind of giggles, like remembering fondly uh, all of the the old times he has. So, and and I'm sorry, you. And he looks over at you, Tanel. And who are you? Oh, I am Tanel Lothorian. Oh. Never been to Lothlorien, always wanted to go, but it seems that my age did catch up with me eventually. And and you, oh. good master. I'm Halworth of Lorien and formerly Gondolin. <gasps> you see his face just fall. My dear boy. My, the stories you could tell. Oh, I could provide you with many a song, Master Hobbit. Oh, that would be most enjoyable if you have a moment or two. Very well, you said we were all playing a game. What are we playing? <laughs> okay, so the, the rules go like this. Mm. So, um, the, the game is really, uh, you know, how, man, how many pieces of silverware can we take without getting caught? Oh, <gasps> you, you know? And he comes in real close to you, Beery. You know, my lad, I used to be something of a thief myself. Mm. Oh. A burglar, if you will. Mm. I've <laughs> stolen my fair share of treasure. I, he looks uh, to the other four and just like, we've got the wild card here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, right, right. Very well. Ah, uh, well, the elves are known for their keen eyesight. Uh, you two wouldn't mind uh, pilfering just a smidge from your elven brethren while dear, uh, sorry, your name again? Uh, Beery, Beery. Ah, pleasure to meet you. You wouldn't mind if we borrowed a bit of that uh, silverware? Hmm? hmm? No. Borrower? Uh, uh, sure. We Shall will, we begin? We will, we will turn a blind eye. Very well. Um, Beery, make a sleight of hand check with advantage. So take the higher of your two d12s. And uh, Halloweth, Tanel, make a scan check, the both of you. I rolled, oh boy. So that would be a stealth check for you. Oh, even better. Or Beery. Yeah, that's a uh, big, big old, big old failure. <laughs> a failure. All right. Let me see if Bilbo. Imagine he's kind of like sneaking along, <laughs> just but like through crowds. <laughs> uh, Tanel, your scan check, and Hallowith, your scan check. A one. Oh, one. oh no. <laughs> Hallowith. Uh, I rolled a 10, but I still did not hit my target number. <laughs> I have nothing on scan, so I have, to, I, have to get a, I have to get a 12 or else. 
Uh, Beery, perhaps it is the elven wine and Bilbo's age and maybe the reluctance of some elves internally not wanting to let them steal so much. The moment comes when you go to just quietly take off a silverware fork here and there and uh, all of a sudden you hear thump, a hand placed down on the table. It's the guard that pointed the arrow at your dwarf. Uh, or at your boar, rather. <clears throat> Master Dwarf. Aye? I see that you have kept the pig on the leash. Yeah, he's is, right here. Yes, it is for that reason, and that reason only, that I will ignore what you were about to do. It's got, it's got a spot on it, and it's cleaning. Yes, and we have cleaners for that. You. Trying to work off my, you know, my my roof and board, you know. I just, yeah, trying to help out around here. Your help is not needed. Elro here, and he calls over the other dwarf, uh, the other elf. He goes, "Would you mind escorting our dwarven friend to his bed?" And Beery, you start to feel yourself sway just a bit. And there are not two elves in front of you, but six. And you yeah. realize, hmm, maybe this elf wine is a bit much. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe um, some rest will be uh, good, yeah. Good, good, good thinking, yeah. Uh, bright and early tomorrow to um, observe and uh, learn from the great craftsmen and craftspeople of, of Rivendell. And he kind of just wanders up. As, as you make your way out, Bilbo comes up to Elro here and goes, quite all right, Master Elro here. I'll see our uh, mutual friend to his bed. Come along now, Master Dwarf. And he, Bilbo ushers you to, uh, to his bed, which you have a little bit of a hard time finding given your uh, current occupied state of intoxication. Mm. Nevertheless, the, the evening ends with... Uh, much debauchery and elven wine. Tinel? Could I? Yes, I was gonna say, while he was having that conversation with the elf guards, I'm going to pocket my own silverware and just quickly shove it into my sleeve. <laughs> uh, give me, give me a stealth check. All right. Hey, I'm much better at this. <laughs> playing the game. Hold on. <laughs> Yes, we're good. You hit your target Eight. number. Yes, 18 and Perfect. 11. <laughs> Perfect. You oh. manage to grab a fork, knife, and spoon that is sitting just to your left on the table. Halloweth? He also does the same. I was going to do the same thing. Give me a stealth check. Yeah. Uh, I hit the target number. Lovely. You also manage to grab a fork, knife, and spoon, and just very quietly, without anyone just putting it next to you. Because, Beery, you got up and went to another table trying to be stealthy, but uh, that, <laughs> that did not work. <laughs> All right. So as Beery sleeps off uh, what I assume is going to be the worst hangover of his life, <laughs> Halloweth, yes. Tanel spend the rest of the evening uh, through there. Is there anything else you two uh, elves would like to do before the next day dawns? 
Um, I'd like to meet with uh, Legolas to bid him a good journey and good luck. Very well. Very well. Uh, We'll say about an hour into dinner, you can get up, ask around. You Mm -hmm. find him after a little bit. He's sitting there drinking with his uh, other elven friends and goes, good day to you. Legolas Greenleaf. Uh, I am Halworth of Lorien, sent by the lady herself. Ah, he gives you that elf head touch moment and goes, mm-hmm. well met, sir. Uh, please, sit. And do you join him? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I sit down and says, I say, the, uh, the lady wishes good tidings and uh, luck on your quest, shall we say. Um, Thank I you. Ourselves are not exactly uh, uh, used to flying, but I'm sure that Guahir will speed you and your company, your fellowship along. Um, the fate of us all rests with you. My thanks. It will certainly feel like a new adventure. And he glances around at all of the other elves that came with him from Mirkwood, and they're all sort of looking with quite a lot of pride at mm-hmm. this at this young elf who, in their eyes, took up the mantle. And, and by now, you know, you're all aware of the, the other folks that are going on this journey just through word of mouth. And, um, and now Legolas kind of takes a moment and looks at you and goes, please, give my, uh, give my heartfelt gratitude to the lady as well. Her eye watching over us means quite a bit. Uh, I recognize relations with Mirkwood have been isolated of late. My father keeps to himself and gives you one of those very knowing nods that says more than any words ever could. Tell me, what's of the Dark Forest? What news of Mirkwood? <sighs> the darkness grows. We failed in our, we lost the creature called Gollum in a raid. Several of our elven brethren were killed in the raid and they traveled towards Dul Guldor. And we do not venture there. No. But no, the darkness it's... grows. Over us all, it seems. I fear a great evil sits upon all of us is why the faster this ring is destroyed, the better. Of course. Well, good speed to you, Greenleaf. I shall see you when all is brighter. May we take up arms together one day. I would like that, and strengthen the bond of Mirkwood and Lorien. Mend that bridge. The feeling is mutual. And you see the elves around Legolas looking at this this prince who will one day be their leader, mm-hmm. nodding and, you know, relations haven't been great. Thranduil is isolated, but there is there is that feeling of, we should all work together on this. Mm-hmm. Very well. Good evening to you, my lord. And to you, my prince. Do you get up and, uh, yeah, 
All right, great. So you uh, you continue through the rest of the evening, having spoken your piece with Legolas. Um, you all take to your beds for the night when you uh, are awoken at around, we'll call it early sunrise, 9 a.m. or 8, 9 a.m. at this point, to a bell chime. The bell chime echoing throughout all of it. You find the eld- uh, Beery, I'm sure this is probably the loudest thing that could possibly happen with you. The high-pitched yeah. chime signals the gathering. You watch the three of you from distant areas across the great, um, how do I describe this? There's that scene in The Lord of the Rings where um, Arwen goes up to the gazebo and talks with Elrond. You have the gift of foresight. There's that balcony, Mm -hmm. that gazebo area. Mm -hmm. Underneath that gazebo is just this wide field, couple, uh, about, about 50 yards wide of just leaves and trees, but there is great clearing. And you watch as these nine members of this fellowship of the ring, Gandalf, the wizard, the two men, Boromir of Gondor, this human, Aragorn, son of Arathorn, Legolas, who you, Halloweth, have spoken with, Gimli, the dwarf who Beery was in your caravan, and these four halflings that, Tanel, Halloweth, you knew that hobbits existed, but didn't quite know that there were so many of them here at the given point. Beery, you have heard tale of the hobbits through the Lonely Mountain. You watch as the old hobbit Bilbo stands with pride just a little beyond these nine. And you watch as Gloin, with his company of dwarves that traveled in the caravan, look almost exactly the same, but further off, very proud. You all see Elrond, half-elven, step forward, glancing about at those gathered there to send their well wishes to the fellowship. A great evil is upon us. Those who wish to defeat it stand here before you. Those who would fight the shadow stand ready. Our plan was swiftness and secrecy. These nine, and he points to the fellowship, have undertaken the task. Understand this, you nine. You will go only so far as the road will take you. Let he, with a quavering heart, be strengthened by friendship. Travel light, travel fast. He glances up at uh, the bell that you can see is high in the tower and it chimes again and you hear a great rush of wings as hidden in the tall trees at the tops of the cliffs, three enormous eagles descend into the clearing. These three, the eagles of Manwe, join us in the journey. May you fly swift and show us the meaning of haste. Good luck.
you watch as the nine members of the fellowship climb aboard the eagles, three in one, three on another, and three on the third. Beery, you're standing close enough to Bilbo that you can just hear the faintest, not quite under his breath, but maybe not loud enough for Frodo to hear. Good, good luck, and, and be sure to keep a diary, my lad. I'll want tale of all your journeys when you come back. Halloweth, you watch as Gloin takes a fist, hammer in it, raises it up to his head. The rest of the dwarves do the same. Pounds their chest. Gimli, on the backs of one of the eagles, does the same. Watch as the maybe 50 or so there are gathered. Watch the eagles soar off into the distance as they get smaller and smaller and smaller. As the eagles leave, there is a sense of melancholy throughout the entirety of Rivendell. You go about your day-to-day -day tasks. Halloweth, you sit down with Bilbo, have a chat here and there, maybe tell a story or two. Beery, constantly pestering this blacksmith. Tinel, enjoying all that Rivendell has to offer. But a day passes and nothing. A second day passes and nothing. A third day passes and nothing. And the anxiety of everyone here grows. A fourth day passes. A fifth day passes. A sixth day. Surely by now someone would have sent word back. A seventh day. An eighth day. And on the ninth day, as you have all spent this time in the last homely house east of the sea, the chime rings again from the bell. Those of you that are around in this area watch as elves streak towards this open field area. But in this clearing, within Rivendell, as the three of you approach, you do not see all three eagles. Instead, you see one, and he is bloody, and he is missing an eye, and a chunk of his beak is missing. You watch as Elrond pushes past all of you, and he bends down and touches the eagle and the blood drains from his face. You watch another elf whom you know to be Arwen, Elrond's daughter, also push past, lay another hand on the eagle. Pale as she is, the color drains from her face as well. There's some murmurs from behind you, the elves 
Bilbo, whoever is here. And as they continue to talk, Elrond holds up a hand to all of you. Wait, let him speak. And you hear the eagle speak. Tell my story, for I have not long for this world. I was carrying two of the little ones and the dwarf, two in my talons and the dwarf on my back. They were not heavy. We make light of burdens. On the second day of our journey, we flew through Holland. Gwaihir insisted, we must fly higher. And higher we went. We knew not what he saw, perhaps a fell beast of the Nazgûl, but we trusted him. His eyesight is keen. We flew higher and higher and higher. And he attacked Mineldor, my brother, there since we were hatchlings. And when he attacked the elf, the two humans, they, they fell. They fell so fast. I tried to catch them, but my, my claws were already full of the halflings. And I clutched those halflings tight. I knew not what Gwaihir was doing, but I heard Meneldor shriek. I fear gripping them too tightly. I would hurt them, for I heard a cry of pain and I heard no more. Gwaihir turned on me, and I watched Meneldor fall. First, he went after my eye. And then the dwarf fell off my back. He tried to stand and the fool jumped with his ax to try to help. Then his claws dug into my wings and I fell. It was my own strength alone that kept me from crashing. We hit the ground and I watched as the two young halflings that were on his back jumped off, swords in hand. The big one the companion, sword pointed at him, ten times his size, but no less brave. But against such a force, there was nothing they could do. With a mighty claw, he tore at them, and I could not move my wings, my legs. I could not. I watched Gwaihir, the Wind Lord, my brother, pluck the chain from the dead halfling's body 
and I watched this ring grow until he took it and hooked it to his own claw. I have never seen such a sight before. He arose and with wings spread, he proclaimed, the time of the beast approaches. I am Gwai here. He seemed to grow in size, and I watched him fly south and then east towards Mordor towards the great eye. It was so long before I could even attempt to fly again. And I found a perch on a low mountain and I watched him fly straight into the great eye atop Barador. The explosion was deafening, piercing, great light, red. I shielded my good eye, but when I saw again, the eye was gone, and in its place, a fiery bird. He did not cry out in pain. I, I alone survived, and I could not fight him. So here I lay before you, asking for your help. Please, stop him. You watch as Elrond and Arwen, both still just as pale, lay their hands on the eagle. The murmurs behind you pick up. The crowd begins to dissipate. Three leave, four leave. There's murmurs of our doom approaches. What now? The three of you, though, rooted to the spot. Some power beyond holds you there. Eventually, you see a couple of elves bring out a, a, a cloth. Um, it's almost, almost like a, a, a big cloth to sort of get the eagle under. And you watch as these dozen or so elves attempt to lift the eagle. And he is heavy, even to them, onto this cloth. Pick him up and take him forward towards whatever healing that they can give to Landraval. I'll ask each of you, starting with Beery, what is going through your head right now? Um, he's devastated. He just kind of, usually kind of quick of wit and something snarky to say, just 
kind of stands staring straight ahead where he last saw Gimli fly off and uh, is deeply, deeply shaken till he remembers um, going and uh, Beery's going to try and find Gloin All right. to be there for, with him. Halloween. Well, he he's motionless. He is no stranger to tragedy. But this feels more permanent than that. This requires he feels something to this this is nothing to run from now. Action must be taken swiftly. He trusts in Elrond's judgment, um, but he also must continue. He feels a duty to the to Galadriel to see out whatever mission he was sent for. He was initially sent to report back, it seems, and Elrond shows a different fellowship. But now, should he be required, he must rise to that task. So he's almost mentally preparing himself for either to return and report or to continue and be part of the next quest, whatever step Elrond chooses next. Um, he's not trying to think too much or dwell too much. He's thinking forwardly, what's going to happen now? Enel. There is a lot of sadness on her face throughout sort of this him telling the whole story and it very slowly turns to sort of anger and this resolve and it really it's just anger that she feels and she actually does look to Halloweth at a certain point and her jaw is set and her fists are clenched as the three of you sit with these thoughts, you see Arwen looking at her father going, Hada, perhaps you should rest. And Elrond, you all notice, has not moved since they took the eagle away. He stares not quite at his feet, but at a, a space in the ground where, where nothing exists. Arwen takes a step back, glancing at the three of you, who are, at this point, the only ones left in the clearing. And Arwen looks at the three of you and goes, Give him a moment, please and walks away. There is a beat where the three of you stand with Elrond in front of you, back turned. And as you stand there, wrestling with these thoughts, unsure of what to do next, you watch Elrond wrench back his head and scream in pain. His head jerking up goes left, right, 
back again, hands on his head, turns around, looking at the three of you, and his eyes are not the same color. They are completely black. There is a glowing light coming out of Elrond's left hand. It is so brilliant, you cannot tell what it is. And as you watch Elrond struggling through whatever he is going through, you hear a voice that is not his own come out of his mouth. The Dark Lord may not have known where the three Elven Rings reside, but I do. Behold, your new Dark Lord, for I am Gwai here, and those who oppose me will suffer a fate worse than death. Elrond pulls his sword out of a robe, holds it at you, and lunges. We'll pick up from there next time. Oh, no. On the oh, Unpredicted no. Party, episode two. Oh. We're gonna die. <laughs> By Elrond? What? Oh my god. <laughs> that was the, oh my god, get me off this ride. Holy shit. <laughs> I've been holding that secret in oh. for four months. I knew he was going to be the first boss. Oh my, oh my God. God. What have you done?